KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Benefits Data Trust is an organization headquartered in Philadelphia that helps connect people in Pennsylvania to benefits they may not have known they were qualified to receive, and it helps them navigate the process to get them. We wanted to talk about the work Benefits Data Trust is doing and also talk about some key initiatives they have going. One is working with community legal services to provide help for people facing eviction as that federal eviction moratorium is set to expire this week, and they also recently expanded a partnership with University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Health Plan that aims to improve the well-being of UPMC Health Plan members by helping them access critical public benefit programs. For this conversation, we caught up with Trooper Sanders. He's the CEO of Benefits Data Trust, Rachel Garland, she's with Community Legal Services, and Ray Prushnak, who is the Executive Director of UPMC Center for Social Impact. Give a listen. Trooper, I'd like to start with you. I know we've spoken in the past, but just for people that aren't familiar, just learning about Benefits Data Trust, kind of give us a quick primer what you guys are all about. Absolutely. Well, Benefits Data Trust really exists to help people connect to public benefits that help them pay for groceries, get health care, heat their homes um, in an easy and efficient and friendly way. The hard truth is that across Philadelphia, there are hundreds of millions of dollars worth of benefits that are left on the table each year because these are are complicated programs to navigate. And and unfortunately, uh, people left to their own devices can go without food and health care that these benefits can provide. And so we're there to help. And Trooper, just to follow up, because we talked several months ago about more and more people coming to you in the height of the pandemic. Uh, have you continued to see higher numbers of people uh, reaching out to you for help, uh, even as the pandemic has waned to a certain point? We, we have. We have definitely seen a, a higher call volume than before the pandemic. I think it's, it's really uh, an important reminder that, that while the, the, the public health side of the pandemic recedes, that the economic and social impact of the pandemic is very much alive in a lot of communities and a lot of people's lives. Rachel, talk to me a little bit about what Community Legal Services is all about. Community Legal Services is the legal aid provider in Philadelphia. We provide free legal services to low-income residents of Philadelphia. There's nine different practice areas. Um, So people come to us for help with their housing issues, whether they're tenants or whether they're homeowners, uh, utilities issues, public benefits issues, employment issues. And we represent in individual cases, but we also do systems change work. So we do a lot of policy work, advocacy on the city, state, and federal level. I specifically uh, manage the housing unit, and we represent tenants facing eviction and other issues with their landlord. You mentioned eviction. We are in a point now where the eviction moratorium, which had been extended to the end of this month, is set to uh, expire. And just how concerned are you, Rachel, about kind of the ripple effects we could see from this? Because I think there was a lot of attention on this eight, ten months ago, but not so much now. Philadelphia is in a unique situation in that since um, September of 2020, in response to the pandemic, Philadelphia set up an eviction diversion program. And since April, this eviction diversion program has worked in collaboration with rental assistance and with the court. So 
you know, evictions restarted here in Philly on July 1st. And for those tenants who faced evictions through the court process before the pandemic, they are now facing lockouts for the first time since the pandemic. But for new tenants facing new issues that have occurred during the pandemic, there is a layer of support available to them through the diversion program and through the $100 million in rental assistance that's currently available to Philadelphians. So both, it's, it's a mixed bag. There's both good news and bad news when it comes to evictions right now. And Rachel, talk a little bit about the work you're going to be doing, working closely with Trooper and with Benefits Data Trust. What, uh, why does this make sense, this partnership? Well, so what Trooper just talked about, you know, there's millions of dollars uh, in aid out there that people just don't know necessarily know how to access, or even if they do know that it's out there, there are very complicated application forms that can be very discouraging and very frustrating to those trying to access the funding. So Benefits Data Trust is in an excellent position to try and help connect people to this funding. That's exactly what CLS is working in partnership with Benefits Data Trust and the city and our other partner agencies around the rental assistance right now to make sure that landlords and tenants know that the rental assistance is out there, know that they are likely eligible for it, and help them through the application process. Trooper, talk a little bit about from a benefits data trust standpoint, um, how will this work? The calls come to you and you direct them to community legal services so they can help. How does it work? So benefits data trust, so while we don't focus on the rental assistance side, we focus on many of the other benefits that are available in, in Philadelphia. And so folks who, who call through um, to, to us, to our, our Benefili, uh hotline, which is 833-373-5868, can get um, screened for a number of benefits. And while that can be helpful to buy groceries or get health care, um, I think when it comes to housing stability, it's also important to remember that getting access to the suite of benefits that you're eligible for will also free up space in your wallet. And so, you know, that might help you uh, uh, help you with finding cash to be able to uh, uh, pay your rent in addition to uh, uh, reaching out to organizations who can who can help connect on the rental assistance side. Now, I want to bring in Ray. Uh, Ray, talk a little bit about this partnership of UPMC Health with with. BDT, what uh, you know, and I guess it's an expanded partnership. Yeah, great, thanks, Matt. So, um, UPMC Health Plan is a, a regional health plan, part of uh, you know UPMC and integrated delivery system. You know, based in, in Western Pennsylvania, and you know, as we've seen over time, as a large you know government sponsored insurance company, is that you know oftentimes the the sort of tactics that health plans use don't go far enough, whether it's care management, calling people on the phone, you know, being able to connect them with, with, with care. And when we're able to help meet people's basic social needs, we can see an impact in their health. And Benefits Data Trust has been a partner to us in helping our members connect to many of the benefits that they're eligible for. And, you know, we're very much interested in seeing how that benefit connection can help improve health. Trooper, what does it mean to have these types of partnerships and kind of, I, I guess, kind of expand the reach of the way you're able to help? Absolutely. It, it really means everything. And, and the, the, our wonderful work over the years with UPMC and improving health outcomes um, through 
uh, putting into practice the idea that most of our health and most of our well-being happens outside of the exam room, happens outside of the hospital. It's all of the things that incorporate our lives and benefits such as helping people get access to SNAP and being able to buy a better bag of groceries can help seniors um, stay out of the hospital or, or, or delay or, or live in their homes and independently longer and improves the learning and developmental outcomes of children. And so for BDT, we're really proud that we um, can work with, with great partners such as UPMC and focus on, on our kind of core work of screening people for benefits and helping them apply. But we know that it has this broader impact on well-being, on housing stability, on health outcomes. And that's important for our you know, children and families. But I think it's also important to remember that if we can improve health outcomes and reduce unnecessary health spending, that's going to have a national impact on, on our uh, overstrained healthcare system. If we can help people be um, uh, access benefits so that they are more stable in their housing, that's going to help improve our economy. That's going to help improve people's health and well-being. So it's all interconnected. And BDT is really proud to be able to, to be a very concrete partner um, in the middle of that and, and work with others. Ray, talk a little bit about where you think, are there certain types of benefits, certain areas where you really think this enhanced partnership with Benefits Data Trust uh, will really help you make inroads with people? Yeah, so I think the um, the name the name of the game when in social determinants of health is braiding, and when we think about you know healthcare, it's it's just one one aspect of your life is as you know Trooper is indicating only so much occurs in that clinical setting, and the, and the rest is really about you know many of these other social factors, and you know, to the extent that you know whether it's it's you know WIC or SNAP or any number of, of public programs. Each is a single thread that when braided together with with healthcare, we you know really make the entire system stronger, help people improve their health. And some of these things, you know, they seem intuitive. It's it's you know, you you would think that you know helping a person get connected to food access or energy assistance, you know, could have an impact in health, but a lot of these things are still unproven. And I think the one of the the exciting themes that has really emerged in recent years and with the the pandemic exposing so many of the um, gaps in our social safety net, we now I think have a lot more energy and, and emphasis on how do we meet some of these these social needs and having Benefits Data Trust as a partner has enabled us to do that, not only in a way that's this meaningful for our members, but in a way that allows us to test the impact and with the spirit of, of understanding which which activities can can really you know be demonstrated to improve health. Uh, Rachel, back to you. Kind of the the same type of question. Where do you think uh, this relationship with Benefit Data Trust? Where what areas do you think it'll really allow you to make progress in helping people stay in their homes? Again, the more, as people have said, the more access households have to income, the less uh, each individual incident might throw them off balance. So for example, we often see tenants who are paying the vast majority of their income towards their rent. So there is no room for an emergency. There's no room for their car to break down and for them to have to pay a couple hundred dollars to get it fixed 
or um, for uh, certain medication to not be covered and then to have to pay out of pocket for it, or, you know, for someone to pass away and need to pay for burial costs. So, you know, the more we can help tenants stabilize their month-to-month income through accessing all of the benefits that are out there, the more the tenants have a little bit of extra room for when the inevitable crisis comes up. Um, You know, I think as we saw during the pandemic, having some level of savings is crucial, but even short of having a pandemic, we know from the work we do with tenants that you cannot have a budget where every cent is accounted for because life happens and life involves good things, but life also involves emergencies. And so we need to make sure that households here in Philadelphia have a little bit of cushion so that they can weather these emergencies without risking essentials, such as being able to put food on the table for for their children, um, being able to get to work, being able to to pay their rent and pay their utilities. And Rachel, I know this federal eviction moratorium it has been extended. Uh, the last time they extended it, end of June to end of July, uh, there was a drumbeat to to extend it leading up to this last extension. I have not heard that, so I it would seem to me everyone's kind of operating under the idea that this. This this moratorium is going to come to an end and there's not going to be any more pushing, uh, uh, pushing the goalposts further. The assumption, though, it's really unfortunate because the federal government has allocated forty seven billion dollars nationally towards rental assistance, which is funding that is desperately needed by landlords and tenants in order to stabilize right now. But across the country, the cities and states that are setting up the you know, infrastructure to be able to disperse this money are really just getting going. Um, Philadelphia is ahead of the curve. You know, Philadelphia has been distributing the money for a few months now, and even still, it hasn't distributed, you know, even half of the money that it has to distribute, which means that there's still a lot of landlords and tenants who've submitted applications and are waiting for those applications to get paid out. Um, so it's an, it's premature for us to be restarting evictions at this point before everyone is stabilized financially, especially considering that the money is out there. And Ray, you know, we've been in a pandemic for 15, 18 months, time starts to run together. Uh, as far as have the types of questions, the types of things that people have reached out for, uh, within the health plan, have you seen a shift over the, the, Portion the time of the pandemic. Yeah, the, the pandemic has um, you know certainly you know changed the way you know individuals have interacted with the healthcare system. So I think you know initially as we all were inside and you know uh, and isolated, that had a dramatic impact and it had even more dramatic impact on many individuals who really have have the most you know social needs along with with really some of the most clinical need. And what we've, um, what we've recognized is that, you know, we need to find alternative approaches for engagement. You know, it's, it's, I think, you know, unrelated to the pandemic, but simultaneously, I think we all were less likely to pick up a phone call. We're less likely to, you know, sort of engage with someone where we don't recognize the number. And so being able to create meaningful points of engagement through, community-based organizations being able to look for alternative ways where, you know, there might be an, an organization that has a deep relationship with one of our members and how do we leverage that? And, 
across, you know, our entire toolkit, it's, you know, BDT is a part of that. So when we've, you know, engage someone where, you know, we have them, um, you know, in our case, speaking with them about Medicaid re-enrollment, making sure that they, you know, are able to, uh, you know, get all of their, their financial information in and then being able to connect them with someone that benefits data trust, we're then able to help them, you know, meet all of these other needs. And, you know, it's, um, it's, one of those areas where, you know, I think we'll continue to see evolution, but again, it comes back to that alignment, that braiding, being able to, you know, help uh, someone and meet them where they're at. And intuitively, again, we think that, you know, sure, if you help someone with those basic, you know, um, pocketbook issues, it's going to make a difference in their health, but being able to, you know, build that evidence base. And there, there's, you know, considerable evidence to say that, you know, things like SNAP and are, are saving the healthcare system thousands of dollars per year, but we haven't always sort of looked at things in that way. So I think bringing our strengths as a healthcare organization with, you know, the connections that an organization like BDT makes is a, uh, a huge uh, difference maker. And Trooper, if somebody hears this and wants to take advantage in any direction, whether it be they're a member of the UPMC health plan, whether they're in, in an apartment and, and scared of what's going to happen uh, at the end of the eviction moratorium, should it start with a call to to uh, to you guys and it goes into direction? What should what should step one be for people that hear this and want want help? Sure. So I think, you know, are the UPMC members should, I think, reach out to their their member services call center. And um, the great part about our partnership is in those conversations, they will then be transferred over to BDT's um, contact center. So it's it's a smooth, smooth handoff um, for for others. There are two things. One is uh, for the the benefits that are outside of the rental assistance uh, uh, program uh, to either call our Benefili hotline at 833-373-5868 or go to our website bdtrust.org backslash get help uh, to get pointers on the, the different programs and where to go to get get help. And Matt, if I can just jump in for tenant issues, we have, well, two places that people can go for help with tenant issues. We've got a, a website that's since the pandemic has been getting over 10,000 views a day, uh, sorry, a month. Um, so that's www.phillytenant.org. Philly tenant is all one word. Um, we also have a hotline that is answered live during the day and it's 267-443-2500. We'll get you to the Philly tenant hotline Again, that's 267-443-2500, and that will get you to a housing counselor who can help answer your questions, as well as point you in the direction and sign you up for a daily tenant's rights class um, to help understand what your rights and responsibilities are right now as a tenant. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.